Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. George said that I never do the the, the drum beat for the intro songs. Yeah, right. And I just like to see the look on his face now oh, when he's listening to that. He is going to be eating his words. He's going to have nothing. He's going to be nothing. He's going to be a shell of a man. No, he's going to be the the fattest man you've ever seen. Wow, because of all of the words. All he's the eaten. words. Yeah. I mean, some words feel like they would be fattier than other words, right? Sure. Like the word ouroboros. Oh, yeah. That feels like that is just pure lard. Oh, it's just in your thick. Mouth. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's just all material. Creamy. Whereas, yeah. whereas uh, surprisingly, like the word thin. Yeah. That's not, it's not, well, it's not surprising because it fits. But, you know, these days, just something that works is surprising. I'm not. I'm not surprised at all. No, it's one of those things that, uh, yeah, it, that just just washes off me, mm. like like a, like water off a duck who's expecting water. You know. Wow. So the duck doesn't yeah. even like. Could a duck look shocked? Do you think? It would have to try so hard, <laughs> you know, so hard that it would actually be disappointing for the other ducks. How how hard they would have to. Uh, work to look shocked at how shocked that duck looks. Yes. Right? So it would just create this sort of chain reaction of... Ducks of, working of, very hard. Of effort, yeah. That would be the end for ducks. Do you think so? I think, I think one of the problems for animals mm. and one of the reasons why we're able to mistreat them as much as we do, <laughs> thank God, is... And it's, it's their fault. I'm hoping you're going to tell oh, us it's their fault. It's 100% their Great. fault. Because what it is, is they haven't... Taken because so much of communication is body language. Yeah. We know this. We say it all the time. Animals must have overheard, and yet At animals make absolutely no effort mm. to like mimic our body language. Sure, they can't speak English, but they've yeah. got you know limbs and faces. They could use those limbs and faces mm-hmm. to to sort of talk to us and express their pain and their suffering. Yeah, and yet they don't. I've never once seen a pig with its arms crossed. Not once frowning. You know? No, I mean I've seen they they don't look happy a lot of the time, but oh, well, but, but you know that, those, I mean that hugely undermines everything I was I mean, trying to say. Look, it's, but it's not necessarily frowning; it could just be a resting nothing face. Yes, resting pig face. Yeah, resting pig face. <laughs> but also, humans make a real effort with animals. If we drive past them, we yeah. we sort of yell the sound of that animal out of the car. Moo! Yeah, quack quack. We're trying so hard. Yeah. Uh, when we talk to dogs, we try to talk in a way that they would understand, like a "Hello, doggy, you're a dog, you're a dog, you're a dog, you're a dog, you bloody dog." Yeah, we communicate concepts that they should be able to grasp, yeah. like the fact that they're a dog, mm-hmm. and yet, you know, it's just, it's just, it's got to be a two-way street, you know. Yeah, and I, I guess 
I'm, I always find it humorous that along the way, along uh, human society, mm. there have been people who have tried to bridge the gap between human and animal communication. Yeah. You know, like that guy who, um, who set up that house with the, that was half filled up with water so that that woman could live with that dolphin? Yeah, is that real? I believe so, yeah. <laughs> he, it, 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 leading up to it, I think he had taken a lot of LSD and a lot of K. Tamine. K, K, K to mean. Yeah, not special K. No, no. No. Although it's pretty special K. It is very <laughs> special K. It's um, so special. And maybe it would have left his body looking, you know, he would have had that special K challenge body. Yes. I mean, I wish we were getting money from Kellogg's here. To, anyway, I don't know. How, how is it that you eat special K and you're supposed to get a nice body when all it is is just white carbs? Advertising? Yeah, it's probably advertising. It's yeah. probably about st- putting strawberries yeah. on it, mostly I mean, eating it, strawberries. It would be great if you, your body – because, again, mm. to go back to body language, yeah. 70% of language is communicated by your body, but yeah. your body doesn't understand anything. Yeah. Like your body's putting it out there, but mm. it can't pick up on anything. Oh. So you try and communicate to your body and tell it to lose weight. Mm. You, you sit there. Your body's watching the ads as much mm-hmm. as you are, yeah. and yet the body learns nothing about the fact that you should be losing weight from Special K. It seems like a lot of the learning burden yes. is, is rested upon the consciousness. Mm. And the body itself, sure, there's a bit of muscle memory, right? but a lot of the memory gets done by the brain. Sure, and where does that muscle memory come from? It comes from the brain telling the body to do things. A lot of conscious effort. Yes, teaching the t- body. Teaching the body. So, I mean, that's all good. So, like, I guess the body is kind of like a bad student in that it can learn, but it really has to be tutored and really, mm. like, it needs one-on-one sort of training when we don't really have the time to spend time with every part of your body and teach it to do things. The body is very much a kinesthetic learner that mm. learns by doing. Yeah. You can't just describe things to your body. No. You know, you can't, you can't do book learning, for example. No. For your body, which I think is a real shame, which is what they got around in the movie The Matrix, I believe, is that they could just download information straight into the body. Oh, it's in the body as well. That's right, because I mean, they're de- like you know, the plug goes into the brain, but I guess the nerves and everything like that, they know about it. I too. think it, I think there must be some muscle memory involved because you couldn't be mm. like, I know kung fu. That would have been one of the most difficult things for those programmers, not only to be able to get the information into the brain, mm. but then to be able to program it so that the muscles know what to do and allowing for the differences in people's bodies. Is there a sketch in like giving people seminars or whatever in talking to their body, like whispering to your thighs, mm-hmm. right? Like, so yeah, we've got the horse whisperer. Sure. We've got the people who can do sign language yeah. to chimpanzees. Yeah. But like... We're he- can we just talk to our own body? Sure. Wh- whispering to thighs, yelling at asses. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Having a stern talking to with your... Uh, cheeks. Cheeks. What about just talking to your mouth? Hey, that's yeah. beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and what are these... <laughs> Um, i mean and what are the what are we trying to get out of these conferences or these i I mean mean, assume it's a conference people are paying a lot of money well it's it's all about like 
because mindfulness, right, is about listening to your body and being mm. aware of your body. But there's no sense that your body is aware of you, okay? Yeah. Your needs. So we've got to listen to the body, sure. But it's got to be a two-way street. Yeah. And why is it that um, they expect, like, the ears to listen to the body? Yes. Is that what they're saying? Or are we listening with our insides? <laughs> I mean... Because when they say listen to your body, they're not saying, like, listen to your, the sounds your body's making. No, they're that's a it's... mistake. That's, a, that's level one mistake. <laughs> you can lose one, two, three years of, like, Buddhist meditation. <laughs> okay. Being like, oh, okay, I'm, well, like, uh, I heard a grumble. Well, this is, like, this is like slide two or three. After yeah. introductions in this seminar, first thing is let's get rid of that little, literal interpretation mm. of listening to your body because a lot of people are going to get caught up in that. Listening to their body, to your body, by the way. Nothing that's ever actually been said in any no. of it. I'm sure. No, I have definitely heard listen to your body. Yeah, okay, great. Yeah. I, I've learned that I have to listen to my body. It's telling me when I'm injured or mm. when I'm mm. tired or when I need to take a break or maybe I'm in danger or maybe there's money around the corner and my body knows. <laughs> your body knows? Yeah. Yeah, so I want to be able to talk like directly to your thumb mm-hmm. or whatever it may be. Yeah. So I guess, I mean, maybe each part of the body has its own language in some way. You've got to think about, like, what concepts would the thumb understand, you know, mm-hmm. bending and that kind of thing. And <laughs> I don't know. Like, like, like the thumbs up feels like a pretty, like, uh, pretty clear thing. But does the thumb even really know when the, when the thumb is up? Does the thumb understand what that means? And does it know how much work it has to put in, like how much collaboration? Maybe the thumb thinks that the thumbs up is all it. Yeah. Like, it doesn't know that there's four other fingers yeah. who are all doing something to make the thumbs up meaningful. Did you just roll your eyes at me? Not at all. No, I think I'd started thinking about something else. I mean, <laughs> we just performed a sketch for, from our sketch show on stage. And then I... It went really well. If you're thinking, if you're worried about the sketch show that we're doing at the comedy festival, yeah. we just performed live on stage. And uh, it, was, it, was, it was great. It was the first live performance of the first sketch we're going to do in the show. Yeah. And it went, it went well, it went, quite well. I mean, I forgot my first line. But <laughs> sure. After that, Alistair, we were on a roll. But Andy did that so that uh, the other audiences, he did that to that audience so that the important audiences to us, you guys, don't have to go through yeah, that. I also did tell them up the top that they weren't an important audience to me. Mm-hmm. And I tried to ch- communicate it through my body language. Yes. All right, we've got to get some, some sketch out of this talking to your body seminar. Yeah. You know, it's somebody who teaches you how to talk to your body, how to talk the language of different parts of but your body. Are you just trying to get, what are you trying to get out of it? Like you're trying to get your body to work better? Yeah. Is it a, is it a pain you. reduction thing? Well, you, you, you know what your body's telling you, but it doesn't, it doesn't know what you're saying to it. A lot of people focus on pain reduction, but they should be focused on pleasure increasement. Mm, I think a lot of people are focused on that as well. Yeah. But people who are in a lot of pain? Yeah. Yeah, or you, yeah that, then that's interesting, right? Like, as a, as a, as a, as a medical therapy, mm. that, like, sure, you've got an injured back, right? Yeah. But maybe we can drown that out by giving your lower leg such a good time. Yeah. <laughs> such a, if we could get your leg into a state of euphoria. <laughs> yeah. Just 
utter bliss. Somewhere, you know, just below the thigh but above the knee, mm-hmm. I am absolutely experiencing the sublime. Below the thigh but above the knee. Yeah. So sort of that reach. So you reckon that your thigh isn't all the stuff between your, your, your hip and your knee? Oh, some of it must just be general just leg. leg. Just yeah. leg. <laughs> I mean, it can't all be thigh. Surely, like you know, <laughs> especially once the bone starts to change shape. Yeah, you know, yeah, once yeah. it starts to move outward into that kind of uh, double into that double knuckle. Yeah, it's sort of shedding its thighfulness. Yeah, and becoming much more just generally leggy. That's right, but it's not quite knee. Yeah, it's not quite knee. You know, and yeah. so I, I'm trying to, I'm trying to picture what that is like. Like you know, it's. Because the sausage has sausage ends, but the mm. middle bit is all just just plain sausage. Yeah. So there must be some of your leg that is just leg. I I believe so. Yeah. Is I there think... is there any part of the leg that is uncategorized? Like that there are some regions mm. in Africa which no country has claimed. I just sure. want to know what part of the body is yet to be categorized. Well, definitely above the shin, and below the knee. There's Isn't a that kind calf? of calf. Eh? No, that's in the back. Oh, the calf is all the back. Right, okay, so yeah, you're right. Mm. Not, what is that bit? Because yeah. the shin stops, I reckon, about two-thirds of the way from the foot yeah. to the knee. Mm-hmm. And then just that bit up the top there, that's definitely just leg. That's just leg. That's pure leg. <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, and it's spread around. It's kind of like Alaska or whatever. Leg has, you know, it's, it's part of one big part of the body. Yes. But... But it's all over the place. I think also the part below the calf, but above the ankle. Yes. Yeah, that's a lot of. There's some leg there. There's a bit good of leg, good good leg territory. It's crazy that Alaska is part of the United States, but is like not connected to it. Like I understand mm. Hawaii is some islands, but Alaska is yeah. like mainland that is just like in a separate bit. It'd be amazing to find out that there was a bit of your leg that was sort of like in your armpit, or sure, something like or that. in your dog, in your dog, yeah, yeah. next door. Under the television. And that you could feel it? Mm. Yeah. I mean, if there was a part of your body that were external to yours... Would... We've, got to, we've got to write down this, by the way. I think oh, what is the, this? The thing about bits, of, like, what's pure leg? Oh, what's pure leg? Okay. I think, I think, like, okay, how's that a sketch? I don't know. Well, I mean, look, it could just be... It's a doctor talking to camera. Yeah. Uh, or an anatomist. Mm-hmm. Uh, who's who's clarifying what the leg is? I mean, the leg obviously is the whole as a whole. Yeah. But we've uh, categorized these bits, parts of the leg, mm. these subsections. It would be, I guess, it would be like if Africa, like you, know, you mentioned, Africa, if the parts that aren't claimed by any country were just considered Africa. Yeah. Well, they they still are, aren't they? They are Africa. Yeah. And it's just because there's no lower level. There's no lower label. Right. You know, Sub-Africa. A sub-classification of Africa. So it's just, it remains Africa all the way down. Yes. <laughs> so Africa, the continent of Africa, is equally Africa everywhere in Africa, right? Mm-hmm. There are no bits of Africa that are more Africa than anywhere else, and there are no bits that are less Africa than anywhere else. That's right. So everywhere in Africa is at a base level of, like, a certain amount of Africa. Okay, but wait, but what about Egypt? That kind of feels like it's not Africa, doesn't <laughs> it? I mean... I don't want to get into trouble, but I think you're right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, I, I feel if like I it's... If I were to cr- rank all of Africa in its Africanity, mm. I, I guess Egypt is ranking low. Egypt feels more Middle East. 
Egypt to me feels more like a showroom. Yeah. You know, like like it feels like sort of the a, a place where you go to look at pyramids and stuff like that. Yeah, know? it's kind of a, a like a an an open air museum. Mm. You know, I I don't really believe that the people there are actually in a real society. I think it's just sort of put on to kind of just maintain the museumness of it. Mm. Yeah, and I believe we have at least one listener who's in Egypt. Yeah, but so I would both like to apologize and say you're welcome. Yeah, to to you for for both insulting your country but also summarizing it perfectly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so sorry, where were you going with this Africa thing? Uh, nowhere, nowhere at all. Nowhere at all. I, I mean, I you know, I guess, I guess if <sighs> Alastair, mm-hmm. look, there's in my mind. Right, Africa, the the property of being Africa, yeah, and any continent. But I'm sure. just using that as an example. Mm-hmm. Is a certain amount of liquid in a big tank, right? Okay. We have a tank full of Africanness. Yeah. Right, and if you've got the continent of Africa, you spread that all over Africa. Yeah. Right? So you can work out that, level. like per square foot, every part of Africa is zero point zero 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 one two Africa. Right, so it's not that much Africa. It's not that much Africa because Africa's quite big. Okay. And then something. I've got should have just had more water. Yeah. Okay, right, so there wasn't anything more to no, there was it. Nothing, there was nothing more to that. I was but just, even, even mountainous areas, they're the same amount of Africa? I think there would have to be. Africa would have to be some kind of a property that doesn't run downhill, mm. right? Because that would mean that valleys were more Africa than mountaintops. And I guess it makes you think, though, about this whole Egypt fiasco that we kind of encountered before. Yeah. <laughs> is that... You know, maybe that's the thing is that Africa, I mean, Egypt has an equal amount property of Africa, but I, I don't have any of that Africa in my brain, you know? Right. And so it's a, maybe I've kind of got a blockage or something like that. Maybe I kind of got, I, I have some Africa blindness. Or maybe it's just all, it's all been absorbed by the sand. Do you think that could happen? I think, I think maybe the property is hugely absorbent. Yeah. Or it's very readily absorbed. Do you think in the talking to your body seminar you yes. could convince your hands of something? Or? Yeah, I think that would be great. Yeah, could you hypnotize your knees? You could hypnotize your hips. Yeah. <laughs> How would you feel if instead, like, you know, let's say you had a bad hip mm. and they decided to actually just <laughs> remove the hip Yes. but just put the knee there? So... You just lose that whole part of the leg and, like, that whole thigh bit. Yep. All right? And then and then it's just knee. So they just kind of – they keep a bit of extra leg so they can jam it in yep. there. Yep, up, up, up the top there where the hip would up be. Up the top there. And then you just can sort of just bend and you can sort of curtsy. It would be – you'd be in a kind of constant curtsy. Well, yeah, but you could also definitely, like, walk along whenever there's, like, one of those little ledges along next to, a, like, a garden by the side of the footpath. Mm-hmm. You could have one foot up on that and then one on the ground. Wait, Okay. Because you've got a shorter leg, right? One of your legs is Oh, shorter. no, were, I was picturing both. I'm sorry? I was picturing both. Oh, you're doing both. Yeah. I was picturing just one. Oh, yeah, but I mean, obviously, if you were just doing one, you could you could do that. And, or I guess most of the time you could sort of have a paint can under your foot. A paint can. <laughs> you know, and hold it with the string, like like those old-timey... Yeah, hold it with a string. All those t- old-timey stilts. Yeah, yeah, a couple uh, of paint I mean, cans. I guess they're, they're, you know, they're old-timey, but they're still within the, t- you know, the... the the existence of the paint can. How far do you think you could make it in business, right, on a pair of old-timey stilts? <laughs> like how old-timey are we talking? 
Like those long sticks or the paint can? I'm one? talking the paint cans, you know, the strings. Mm. You know, you there's a there's a big premium placed on. I, I think I think there's a statistic that people who are taller mm. get further in business. Yeah, right. And uh, mm. it's I'm just wondering if that is purely a function of height sure. above the ground. Yeah, and whether or not you could gain that system by walking around on, on stilts on on two paint cans. Yeah, well, I think. The gaining of the ground might be more difficult now that you've got this kind of walking impediment, you know. But but people might offer you still the. Um, the I mean, I, I think I think the I think the higher ground is higher ground. I mean, you know, Sun Tzu's art of war. I don't think he cared what kind of ground it was. That's true, right? Whether it could it have was... been a pile of paint cans, yeah, a couple of paint true. cans, and I think that like, it's 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 like the you know when you go on an aeroplane. Mm-hmm. And uh, you get higher ground. You know, a lot of a lot of people in airplanes get promoted. <laughs> no, that's not ground. Oh, I th- I see I see that as I mean the top of a paint can isn't really ground either. That's true. I mean the the earth is the earth ground because that's just flying through space. So is an airplane. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's just a bit of ground up there now, yeah. isn't it? And 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 paint cans came from the ground. Yes, and so did planes. So in a way, you're just flying around in some ground. Some ground. Gets, yeah. Let's get this ground off the ground, yeah. <laughs> says the pilot. Yeah. Um, oh, I can't remember what I was going to say. Oh, no, there's, there's, there's ads in the air. In the, look, Alison, this is nothing, right? There's ads in in-flight magazines always that I see, which are for these shoes that, cla- that they say, the shoes that make men taller, right? Have you seen this ad in in-flight magazines? And it's a... Two, there's two photos. One's with a guy and a girl, and she's taller than him. Mm. And the next one, he's wearing some different shoes, and he's as tall as she is. Sure. Right? And it's advertising these shoes, which are supposed to make you, I guess, feel better about yourself because you're a bit taller. You might be as tall as a girl. Right? <laughs> but if we ignore the fact that it's shoes mm. and we make it paint cans. Paint cans, yeah. <laughs> Look, I think anything anyone would, first of all, I think anybody would fall for anything. Yes. Right? And I think in this day and age, if somebody wants to walk around with paint cans, I mean, people walk around with, with razor scooters. Yeah. And they seem to be not too embarrassed about that. So <laughs> I think paint cans are not that far <laughs> off of that. If you could get a wheeled paint can. Yeah. I mean, that's... I, I, that's, 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 that's great the way... Because bi- you see businessmen and women getting to work on razor scooters, and that was a thing that was for kids... And somehow it's crossed over mm-hmm. and it's more or less accepted. Yeah. I think business people getting to work on paint cans, mm-hmm. that's solid. Yeah, but, you know, even in, you know, the getting up from a business meeting, sort of yeah. getting on your cans, around like that. Um, th- it would make your, your strides longer, wouldn't it? Having the... Somewhat, but you are <laughs> trying to hold these on the bottom of your feet by pulling right. up. Yeah, it's not quite the same as stilts, is yeah, it? yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and even regular stilts. Like, they're not, I guess there's those stilts that people, you know, you can get now that you don't need to, like, you know, like those, there's those long ones with mm. the stick where you're mm. kind of just standing on the yeah. edge, like you're sort of in between two sticks of bamboo with a branch, even though bamboo doesn't really have a branch. Does bamboo have branches? It must have little branches. Uh, I guess at the top, there's at some, the top, yeah, yeah, of course, because that's where the leaves Come rest off. on, yeah. Anyway, um, I was thinking that also, if we're offering this to people, would there be? Would it be great if there was a product that could make you shorter? Yes. You know. Well, um, I mean, a chair kind of does that. Yeah. So maybe a wheelchair for people who want to be shorter. Great. Or, um, I guess there could just be a platform 
that that you know, like let's say you 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 wear it sort of like a um, you know like one of those barrels that a man would wear. Yes. With with the straps over if his shoulders. He's lost all his money. He's so lost all his money. <laughs> at a casino, he picks up one of the barrels from the like. I feel like at a casino, they should have like in the cloak room near mm. the front door. There's a bunch of courtesy barrels for people who've lost sure. everything. Yeah, which you know, I feel like probably a barrel's more expensive than any clothes that I would ever own. I've looked at barrels on Gumtree. Then they don't come cheap. Also, they're incredibly heavy. I imagine. Yeah, and anyway. that strapping mechanism. That's even that you know. That's then complicated. You got to pay for the labor for that. Yeah. But just... if but if the, you know the casino. I was willing to put that money forward, um, you know, for the people who lose. I guess that's a nice courtesy. Yeah. I mean, I, sh- I think they should stop accepting people's clothes as money. But, you know, that's how they do it. I guess the people that frequent casinos often have expensive clothes. <laughs> I think, yeah, but also, I mean, I-, I like at the end of the night, the head of the casino, James Packer or whatever, comes down, goes through the clothes. Picks what he likes. Picks what he likes. It's like he has his own sort of second-hand shop. Yeah. Yeah. That's, um, how he's, that's how he's done so well. Doesn't spend money on clothes. That's how you... I'd like the guy from Walmart who was, you know, used to just drive his own truck. He's yeah. oh, I like my old truck. Warren Buffett Warren does Buffett. that as well, I think. Oh. I'm sorry, I have such an itchy nose. You've probably noticed I've been scratching my nose. No, I didn't. It's so itchy. I, look, I like watching Zizek. Oh, man, that guy scratches his nose. Yeah, like and pulls on his shirt, pulls on his shirt, scratches his nose <laughs> like that. If you haven't, if you haven't seen this philosopher Z I Z E K, yeah, check out some Zizek. There's some, there's some lines in there. Anyway, where I was going with this, instead of the barrel, he's got a little platform that mm. comes up to about knee high. Yes, right on there, on his knees, it looks like he's got shoes. Right. All right, but he walks around. I would say it goes about two, three meters out on every side, so it's kind of round. Like that, and then when he's standing at traffic lights and things like that, people just think it's a little, it's a raised platform. It's right. So he's still walking on his feet. Yeah. But his actual feet and lower legs uh, are below the platform, and on the platform are shoes that sort of emerge from around his knee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's those are just fake shoes, but I guess they have to make it look like he's walking. And this is great. Yeah, and so, but but then that way, because I think a lot of really tall people feel like they stand out. Yeah, right. You, know, you just look like you're on a platform, and yeah. people on platforms don't stand out. Absolutely, but I mean, other people. There's will one come... thing we found: it's that podiums don't draw attention. No, but to other anyone. people will stand up onto the podium with him. Oh wow! <laughs> See, that's the idea: is that he's he becomes the ground in part, right? This this checks out. Yeah, and and because I think also a lot of really tall people feel like they can, they're targeted. You know, if 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 they if there's a madman in the supermarket, uh, you know, some some guy with some, you know, like just violent streak, alpha alpha, you know, uh, streak, <laughs> right? They'll go for the biggest guy. That's you know, in prison. In prison, that would be the perfect... You go find the biggest guy, you punch him. You, you take punch him, him on, in the head. No one takes you, so no, no one's going to mess with you after that. Yeah. But a guy just standing on a podium, looking kind of short... Yeah, uh, this, will look, this will look great. And we'll, I know, but he won't be alone on the podium. No, he also won't be able to get through doors. Well, I mean, is that a small price to pay? Is yes, that, yes, it's, it's it nothing. like a small price to pay to have... Um, to sort of be able to feel like you fit in. Yeah. Because he probably has some kind of body dysmorphia. Alastair, uh, I think if you want to write this down... Paint cans. Paint cans. I, I think, like, 
I think the idea that people talking about the in in the office, right? This guy's like got promoted. He's do he's 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 on the up and up in a company, and everyone's talking about it about how he's sort of the chosen one. He's been fast tracked. Everyone's kind of aware that he's standing on paint cans, but I think the fact that he's like that doesn't change the fact that he looks kind of tall, mm-hmm. and and that's quite imposing, and it seems to be working for him, right? Psychologically, you, soon you don't notice the paint cans, yeah, and all you notice is that like this guy seems tall, yeah, he sloshes a bit and clanks when he walks, and I find those very appealing. Mm. And and then. You know, he could actually have quite of a, you know, he could choose that on for, for different days, how he's feeling, whether he wants that kind of hollow metallic sound mm. of tonk, 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 or whether he wants a kind of more like seaside-y, gluggy sort of, uh, you know, I'm near a big uh, pool of molten sort of... Um, sulfur? Sul- no, sulfur or tar pit or something yeah. like that kind of sound like that. Or, you know, or just being in an aquarium, that kind of trapped sound. Trapped liquid, uh, mm-hmm. you know, blobbling, blo- 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 being in a, you know, in a, in a submarine or something like that. It is interesting that, like, we choose every day, we make a big effort to, like, I know I do, to, to like, choose what you want to look like that mm-hmm. day. And often We smell. also put effort into, yeah, what we smell like. Mm. But we don't put any effort at all into what we sound like. In terms of like us walking around, it's yeah, just I feel like swishing. It's, it's like tap dances and maybe like Morris dances. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll get their shoes specifically for that. But cats I think with bells as well. Cats with bells, sure. <laughs> but like the rest of us, we just sort of out, treat our acoustic personhood mm-hmm. like it's it's not something we have any control over. Yeah, I but don't I think, think I don't think it'll be like that in the future. No, 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 absolutely. Like it, like. Sound will be as much a part of fashion mm. as as sight. Maybe the ma- the main part. Yeah. 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 Well, as the, as as the earth becomes more polluted and there's more smog, you'll yeah. be less able to see people, mm-hmm. but you'll be able to hear them coming. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think being able to pair a good sound yeah. with a good outfit is going to be really important. Yeah, I think, you know, when you're kind of moving your arms forward and back mm-hmm. like that, there's like some great opportunity for like, you know, if you could get like the sound of like, you know, a zipper opening and closing. Sure. <laughs> the crickets have been doing this for a long time. Crickets, they definitely, they wear their outfit on their, in their ears. Yeah. Or in your ears. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I think that's something. Can we write that down as a thing? Oh. You know, like it's, it's the catwalk. You know, the, the room's full of smoke and dark. Sure, you could. I mean, it could. You could do a. It's a, like it's a, the catwalk, but it's like a radio play. Yeah, it's the catwalk podcast for for your fashion ears. I'm just trying to think of a a pun, fashion ears to. I mean, I I picture you know foley guys are going to become some of the most fashionable people in the world because they'll know right. they'll know about how to make themselves sound. Yeah. Even like specific things, you 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 get somebody who's like your personal shopper who can design for you a personal soundscape, and they're mm. a foley guy, and they're like, right, we're going to put some um, some cheese uh, graters uh, between your thighs, right? Yeah, and you're going to have that, that you know, sound. And the idea that you could make it sound like when you're walking, sure, you're walking through the city, but you could make it sound like you're walking through a forest of twigs. I love that. Yeah. Yes. Or um, your shoes are full of like leaves. Yeah, full of leaves. 
um, or you know, or or snow, snow like that. I love that sound. Yeah, breaking. So you can, you know, like when you walk, you you step through really thin ice. Mm. That's a really nice crunchy sound. Crisp, really crisp and crunchy sound. If you could get that every step, it would it would be like orgasming uh, every time you move your leg, which I think would really take away from your back pain. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I think, um, you know, as as is so often the case, though, like, do you think that a lot of the pressure for this to sound good mm. is going to fall on women because of the way society, you know, is it, you think this is we're just finding another way for companies to market to and to put pressure on, you know, women. Sure. So they're going to have to, it's going to be more of a burden on their time and their self-esteem feeling like they don't sound good enough. Yeah, so like there'll be sort of commercials on TV that'll be mm. like, Oh, got a big date tonight? Yeah. And then like, oh, or you're not going to go out like that with just the sound of like satin rubbing against cotton. And then she's like walking and then the guy's like waiting at the bar. He's going, and you see him like grabbing his ears going, oh, what's yeah. that high-pitched whooshing sound? Yeah. And he goes, you should have chosen uh, musical clothes. You should have cl- cl- like, tambor- like a tambourine jumper. Yeah. And then whatever it is, I mean, whether possibly it is to like, they want you to be totally silent, like that your body, like because we don't want our bodies to smell. Maybe mm. we also don't want our bodies to make any noise. That sure. could be a way of it. Like everything's like cushioned and mm. totally. Yeah. But also with your arms rubbing against your sides like that. Right, if you just put a pick, like a guitar pick yeah. there, that's the perfect strumming motion. So that's you a could, strum. You so, if you can brum, stride, you brum. can strum. If you can stride, you can strum. And then people could start hollowing out. Like, let's say we find, <laughs> we let's say we find like alternative. This is where the body horror comes in, isn't it? <laughs> let's I say, knew it was only a matter of time. Well, I mean, I think it's only a matter of time before we find more efficient. Alternatives to our organs. Yes. Right? The spleen, the uh, heart, things like that. Heart, you can These have a little things. motor that that, pu- that, that passes fl- the fluid, liquid. What's the life blood? Life blood. blood. <laughs> what's the life blood? What's the blood. life blood of the body? Blood. Life blood. <laughs> um, so you can get that, get that, sort of tuck that right up. Like under the under the um, under the shoulder, mm-hmm. right? Get get the lungs out of there. You could probably just there's probably like a a paper, like a like a, just a paper <clears throat> sheet of paper that you could sort of do, you know, a lot of that. You know, it's all circuits these days. It's all circuits. Yeah, it's paper right. thing. Printed printed yeah. <laughs> circuits. Get the blood running through that like that. Get that oxygen out of there real quick, like that. Anyway, hollow that chest cavity out, right? Yeah. Then you got this. 
kind of like this nice hollow place in which you can get some resonance. Right, it's a resonating chamber. Resonating chamber, right? Maybe you could replace, I mean, bone seems like it would be a good material. For, the ribs are already very close to being a xylophone. They're not that far. Yeah, I think it's been far. noticed by a number of like children's cartoons. Or at least fake children's cartoons like in The Simpsons. Yes. Actually, a children's cartoon is quite violent and probably not suited to children, I've which I believe... to bring this up. Which I think maybe they covered in the episode where Marge gets upset with Itchy and Scratchy and then they lose uh, the TV show. And then that guy gets that gold house. <laughs> I don't want anything except for my gold house and my rocket car. Liver and onions. Anyway. Do you think we've covered that? Anyway, so there'll be that, but then I think it'll be nice to maybe fill in all the other areas with a sort of more bone. Mm. But you know how they do with those violins, that you can get an old violin, which sounds great, one of those ones, you know that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I Two know million dollars, ten dollars. Stradivarius. Stradivarius, like that. Or you can get a new one, and you can treat it with biochemical stuff, which... does artificial aging and it sounds as good and experts can't tell the difference. Mm -hmm. Do that to your bones. Get some all sorts of... Real old bones. That's what everybody wants. Old bones. Well, I mean, that'll be a nice thing. You get there, you you can get Neanderthal bones in there, get that other one. Who's that? What's that other... There's a, there's another thing that apparently we interbred with. Yeah, not yeah, just yeah. Some, some some kind of cave people like yeah. Savana or Savana Byzantines or whatever like that. Who yeah, knows? one of them ones. Right. And anyway, and it's amazing. Get those bones in there. Get your chest sound that's best. Right. Don't need skin anymore. That'll just that'll deaden the sound unless you're trying to make a drum, and you need skin. I'm, I'm absolutely on board. But Alistair. imagine this chest chest snare. Right? I think that's a cool thing. I think, yeah. I think Bass the, drum? The one-man band, they always look a bit silly because the band is all outside the man. Mm-hmm. If you can make that it's in It's not the really man. A, just a man. It's one man and his instruments band. Yes. <laughs> I mean, the instruments are doing a lot of the work. I this mean, is really a one-band man. Yes. Wait. No, yes. that would no, that would be like somebody like um, John Lennon or something like that. I mean, John Lennon's not a good example because I think I imagine he was probably in another band before. Right. So the one example that you came up with isn't a good example. Yeah, you're right. All right. But I'm not going to let that d- make me sad. <laughs> Wait. So this My is nose all is so just... itchy. <sighs> Maybe that, I maybe... touched all this dust on the table and I rubbed that on my nose. Yeah. And I was rubbing my nose because it's so itchy. It's but got worse. Do you think that means that maybe you could be getting it better at philosophy? Could be. Yeah. Every second. Um, that was more fashion sound, I think. Yeah. That was all kind of fashion Yeah, that's sound. all within the, the acoustic. I think maybe catwalk. I kept going because you made, it se- you made it seem like you didn't want me to keep going. I think that's, Al, that's got to be that's a great reason for you to keep going and I'm glad you kept going. Yeah. Thank you. Mm. Bloody minded. Bloody minded. Actually, you could just be having some kind of stroke, some sort of yeah. Leak. Bloody minded is actually like, oh, he's leak. very bloody minded. Oh, was is he? Like, is he stubborn? No, he was having an aneurysm. <laughs> aneurysm. That's the word yeah. I was looking for. Oh dear. Maybe that's where it all comes. Is from. that a sketch? People who have aneurysms are very stubborn about not wanting to talk anymore, not being able to move the left side of their body. <laughs> They're so, so stubborn. stubborn. 
the left side of your body's become very lazy. What do you think about this thing where I listened to this guy talking about how uh, he was talking about the brain. He was basically saying that he thinks from evidence that they, that they'd looked at. Well, I'm convinced. Right. So there's evidence. I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. that each hemisphere of the brain had its own personality. So that we are, in effect, even though we, we are one consciousness, we are two consciousnesses sort of together as one. Forming a consensus or something like that. Yeah. But is it the case of, like, is one side of the brain just, like, trapped in there and can't really do anything? Or can both of them contribute to our outcomes? I think, that like, a lot of how they were making these decisions was they could, they could block one eye... Yeah, right. And give one, it some information. Give it some information and see what it's like. Do you like do you like sort of strudel? And then they show what's like and one side of the brain loves strudel. And the other side of the brain Oh, it's like, no, not more strudel. Not strudel. I don't have I don't have I'm trapped in here. He's very sugar conscious. In the subconscious. Like that, yeah. I hate strudel. Yeah, but he's not even aware of the strudel at the time because the uh, <laughs> I mean I don't know whether you know he was listening with the ear. <laughs> One of the Can ears. you block one side of the tongue as well and feed it the strudel? That would be nice, yeah. Mm. <laughs> a guy who's trying to pre- preference one of his... He only likes one of his personalities, one of his hemisphere's personalities, and so he's... I both love this and I hate this, Alistair. Yeah. Like, I love the idea, and mm. I, just, I just find it so irritating that, like, <laughs> how could you possibly prove this? What do we do with this information well, you know? I mean, it's it's quite. I mean, it was interesting in that. Uh, I suppose maybe there's a, it gives it gives the possibility of fusing more minds together, and maybe the idea of like what what occurs in group think, right. you know, that out comes this kind of thing that is greater than the than, than the two. I don't know if he was saying that they're greater than the two, but you know, is is there a sort of melding? Uh, of 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 consciousnesses to get this kind of one thing, you know, all those things where if you get it like hundred people to guess a, you know, how many jelly beans are in a thing, family you kind of get, feud. You get yeah. so <laughs> says. family feud is an example of uh, some of the greatest thinking known to man. <laughs> uh, at least the example of when we come together, what we can achieve. <laughs> I mean, if family feud was a way of like, if if that was our form, our democracy instead of. Uh, Instead of the representative democracy that we have, if we had a family feud style democracy mm. where, you know, everybody guesses what the decision is, whatever the outcome of the, the plebiscite is, and then, you know. Here's what I've, I've, I thought, right? So this guy. So this person's getting. This, this person's attending this, this study where they're doing that. Yeah. Right? Where they're testing about the two personalities, right? And he. Or she finds out that they have one one of the personalities in one of their hemispheres, or or the personality of one of their hemispheres, mm. has a, an opinion or something like that that is a deal breaker for them. Yeah. Wow. Right. Okay. You know, they uh, it it could either be like I mean, it's, I think it's probably more than something like they like a type of music, but it could be. You know, they they show an opinion that is a little bit too right wing for them. Yeah, they think it. They think that like. Corporal punishment works for kids, yeah, you know, and you should smack kids. Exactly. So they, he, then, they, then they really work to try to just block out entirely that personality from having any experience. So they coat half of their tongue in wax. They wear start wearing an eye patch, and mm. they they completely block up uh, one of their ears like that. And uh, and then they try to like I guess 
and I'll touch is probably more complicated, I imagine. Well, maybe not. Wear a thick glove. Yeah, or or maybe they could just like they could just completely like they 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 completely like uh, you know uh, refuse to use that side of their body. Yeah, but they like you know they they just put it into a material that basically feels nothing. You know. Yeah. Um, maybe they even take a they rub a numbing agent. They grab all that they grab all that numbing agent inside some of those condoms, and mm. they just rub it. So they are rubbing the inside of condoms on this one Wait, side of their body. There's a numbing agent in condoms. I think there's some condoms that you can get that have a numbing agent. Because people want to use that to make them last longer. Wow, right. But to have less of a good time. Well, you know, the, 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 I would say that 85% of the good time, right, comes from just knowing Other that stuff. you had sex. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like 15% of it is sort of the, the pleasures of the flesh. Yeah. Right? Yep. But you, you, it feels almost exactly the same to masturbate, right? <laughs> I can't tell the difference. I can't. I can't. I don't know. Right? And also, imagining, you know, which some people do when they're, you know, masturbating or whatever, that, that they, you know, they're having sex and then they're masturbating. The brain doesn't know the difference between an imagination and a memory. Really? It can't really. I don't think there is any real difference to the, to the brain. That's why it's all that stuff we're rewriting and oh, shit like that. Brain's so dumb. Brain's so dumb. We should have a seminar so that you can learn how to talk to your brain. Yes. Um, Alice, yeah, I've totally forgotten where we were at. It was it one guy was getting pretty confusing. trying to block. It wasn't confusing. No, okay, okay. Guy, a guy's trying to block out half of his brain. Yeah. yeah, great. I also think, though, like what if you could prove that only one of those hemispheres of your brain mm-hmm. committed a crime, right? Oh, yeah, that'd be great. A lawyer I, I, could... I think this could be quite quite a new, this could be a new frontier because we are all about new frontiers in, in legal defense mm-hmm. here on the podcast. Absolutely. Um, we haven't come up with one for a while, but if you could, yeah. if you could put it to somebody that, put it to the court that only the left hemisphere done the murder. I think this is a great angle, Andy, yeah. uh, and I like the idea that that way you don't have to punish the the right hemisphere, mm. and you could sort of put. I like the the imagery of having a little prison for your hand. <laughs> Yeah, and that's maybe really you good. know maybe your leg is in a cage as well. Yeah, prison for only half of your body. Yeah, yeah, and it, you sort of wheel it around, maybe, and mm. then you—it's it's almost like visiting time, visiting hours. Yeah, but that sheet of glass and the prison visit goes, just goes down the middle of your body. Oh yeah, sort of like a, kind of like the cone, the dog cone. Yes, but maybe like I guess for your face, it could just go over half of your face. Yeah, like that and. You know, I guess you could sort of use a little bit of that plastic cone that the uh, Gary Oldman had in Fifth Element. Yeah, he's got on that. His so, head? He's got that plastic thing over yeah. his head. Well, what if you keep going all the way over the face? Get, give it a bit of like a uh, Phantom of the Opera. Yep. So go from Gary Oldman Fifth Element down to a Phantom of the Opera, down yep. to Dog Cone, yep. and all the way up the back. Yep. Like that. And then I think you got yourself a half a, half a head prison. A half head prison. Or and then, like, I prison. guess you let that, that half a head out for, like, half an hour every day to exercise. Yeah. But I guess it has to be under, under supervision. Yeah. Um, and then occasionally you get to take that half out uh, and, and make love to your wife with it. I think, <laughs> I, think, I think also, like, it'd be quite interesting to see, like, inside the prison... And mm. some of the cells, you look in, and there's just like an arm in there, just like sticking through the wall. Yeah, sort of like a glory hole. Yep, but but, but it's a punishment hole. hole. Punishment yeah. hole. <laughs> I mean, it's which really a glory a... hole can be. Yeah, you know, if you use it 
Right. I mean, I think mm. the term glory is already is already sarcastic. In, it's got to be in glory, doesn't it? Inglorious, an inglorious hole. And in, to me, I still take that as glory. Yeah? yeah. Anything at all, really. Anything with the word glory. Gloria, I take that as to, to just mean glory. Oh, all right. <laughs> I mean, I, I feel like we've got we've got enough ideas, Al. Right? We've got we've 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 we've, we've hit the uh, hit the big six ideas. Yep. Do you, do you think you could take us through them? Great, Andy. Um, well, we got the talking to the body seminar. Yeah. I mean, it's a very body focused episode. Mm. Yes. Well, you know what? I think it's all we got, Andy. If we, if, if, do you think that there's a soul? No. Yeah. So then it's all we got. Yeah. I, look, I don't think that there's a soul either, but I like to think that whatever other people consider to be the soul is just whatever takes a bunch of non-living atoms, uh, makes them come together. You know that life spark? What's you know the difference between you know your grandpa laying in bed yeah. And the body of your grandpa. Yeah, like like moments after he died. Whatever the difference between the two, that little energy spark there, that's probably what that's what I think that uh, they think the soul is, or that's what I'm naming. What they think the soul is. Yeah, <laughs> I know they think it's got more to that, but I think that that's what they think. Uh, yeah, I know that they think there's more to it than that, but I don't think there is. I think that's all there is to it. That's all there is. Yeah. yeah. Do you have anything to add about? Because I think this is. The talking to the body seminar, I feel like you know more than I do. Look, to be honest, you want to know what I'm picturing? I'm picturing a person talking into a pipe and the pipe is connected to their upper arm, to their bicep. That's what I'm picturing. So it's really low-level stuff, Alistair. Yeah, they're, they're, but like one of those sort of speaking pipes? like Yeah, speaking tube. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I think like it's trying to... It's trying to one of the things is it's trying to focus on that body part, right? It's trying to cut things out because very often the information would get to that body part through like your ear or whatever like that. Mm-hmm. But like you want to be able to talk directly to your left nipple. Yeah. You should be able to do that. Sure, yeah. So do you think there's a part of the body that only understands mime? Uh yeah, I reckon. Hand? Do you think you could you could communicate to your arm and hand via story, but through sort of hand puppet tearing like if you put your hand in the shape of different like a duck Mm -hmm. and then like a walking and things like that you could sort of talk to your hand like that i think that's something yeah Yeah. uh then we've got uh what's pure leg this is the what the this an anatomist talk this is my favorite concept from the entire Mm. podcast it feels the least like a sketch yeah but but i i love it so much yeah it's the part of the leg that's Leg all the way down. Mm. It never becomes an, a, a subcategory of leg. Never becomes thigh. It's not a knee. Mm. Things like that. It's just leg, no matter what. And now, do you think that you could get that bit of leg mm. and get the DNA from that bit of leg and grow something in a lab that was just like all leg? Well, that's the hope. I think, yeah. With a lot of this stuff. <laughs> with a lot of these things that we're yeah. trying to just get something. That is leg minus any extraneous bits. Mm-hmm. Maybe at some point we could get a sort of a leg concentrate, like a twenty-five times concentrate oh, wow. of leg, yeah. sort of more leg than you than anyone's ever had in a in a human whole human body. But like let's say fitting in the size of let's say a ten cent piece. Wow. 
like a neutron star. It's just like pure leg. Pure leg. And, to, and then you give it to somebody, I don't know, on their birthday or something like that, and there you go. That's more legs than you have. And then what, do you, like what, what would happen if they ate that? Do you think they would become leg? I think there's a lot of theories. Yeah, right. I think um, on what would happen. And then we have, uh, obviously, there's the business paint cans, which is for walking around on stilts. Mm. Uh, you know, and also feel better about yourself. And I think the, the positive effect that it would have. What I like about this in particular is that it, it makes it seem like business people are incredibly stupid. Right? <laughs> I love it. I love the idea that, like, they realize that they're paint cans, mm-hmm. but they're still so susceptible to, like, the height and this, like, mm. base level um, animalistic, yeah. you know, power play. And also that it, it kind of plays to the to what happens in business where you you overlook stuff sometimes especially if somebody it's it's somebody who's above you in a ranking you know you're not going to speak up because it's going to affect your chances you're always networking you're always trying to climb yes. you're always trying to get ahead yes right and it's the same you realize that that person's doing the same thing and if you make fun of them well he might be in charge of you later on anyway right and he could uh, you know. That can comment could yeah. really funk up your... I mean, really, your best chance is to just get yourself some slightly bigger paint cans. Exactly. And then what you got yourself in, like, a paint can war. Mm, absolutely. You get your arms can. Uh, a subcategory of that sketch is also the floor platform that makes you look shorter, which is where you wear sort of like a barrel that you would wear after losing all your money mm. at a casino, but it goes down lower goes all the way down to the knee, and it's a floor platform. Floor, platform, And uh, it allows you, and then you have feet, fake feet, uh, just at your knees there. Because you just like want to feel normal. You just want to feel normal. <laughs> and uh, people stand on it, and you carry the weight on your shoulders, which is the best place, as long as you keep your back straight. Um, then we have the fashion sound. This is the future, and it's about the sound of fashion. What do you want to sound like? Mm. Uh, could your could your clothes be strumming as you walk? Could um, could you be totally silent? Squeaky shoes. Could I have some shoes. This, this what about like the sound of, um, you know, of like that heavenly sound that you were just was that what you were trying to do? I was, I was trying to. Yeah, I mean, I feel like mine. It was if anything more heavenly, and yours was more like a dial tone. That was kind of closer to a dial tone because it takes yeah. two. Anyway, um, yeah, so then that also involves the possibility of sort of uh, hollowing out your chest cavity and making a full... Uh, the possibility. The yes. possibility. You could run strings from your chin to your sort of just above your, your pubic area. Yeah, and like then that, by lifting your chin up and lifting, down, you can change the tune. Even if, you got the, even if it was just that one string like that Chinese instrument. I know it. You know, Chinese instrument. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's uh, that guy who makes all the sound with his body? Bobby, uh, Bo- Bobby McFerrin. Bobby McFerrin. Eat yeah. your heart out, Bobby. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to change my name to... Eat your human heart out. I'm going to do it. And you could after you replace it with that exactly. little efficient... Exactly. Little robot. Yeah. I'm going to call myself Body McFerrin. Great. Yeah. That's a real slap in the face. Yeah. And then we've got one guy trying to block out one of his hemispheres after... A slap in the face that would make a real pleasing sort of bongo noise. Yeah. Dunk. Um... Andy, you're not going to like this. I know you're ready to go. But, okay, so wait, we got one guy trying to block out this, one of his hemispheres, personalities, and then also the guy who's, uh, this is a slightly separate sketch where the guy 
is trying to use a legal defense of blocking out one of uh, only having one of his hemispheres get. Um, I think I think convicted. the legal defense I've now lost interest in. I'm interested in the consequences of the the punishment. Yeah, right. right? Sure. And that's what I want to see. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Whether or not we have to see some legal defense in order to justify it. Yeah. We have to come up with a sketch idea for some oh, of these right. three words. Somebody sent us in three words, so we're sorry to do that after we've done the summary, but here we go. Sure. Uh, I want you to know this is for Daniel Pierce, who uh, Daniel Pierce has actually already got her three words up. Great. Uh, but but uh, this is to show an example of the kind of freedom you get once you once you start you buy into this Patreon three words thing. Right, it's it's on for young and old. It's on, yeah. Don't if you send in three words, we're just going to go through them mostly in order. Yeah. And so if we've forgotten, you let us know. By the way, okay. Three words are banana, unicycle, cafe. Okay. Well, the first thing I think is the banana and the unicycle. I'm thinking, uh, you know, it's it's ripe for uh, mm-hmm. you're riding along. You're right over a banana peel. Sure. You you unicycle. You slip. You've put all your eggs in one wheel. With yeah, the unicycle. Of course. You've thrown caution to the wind. You've said all these suckers out there with their two-wheeled bicycles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't need that. Mm-hmm. I'm that confident in my one wheel. Sure. Right? And uh, maybe you're on your way to a cafe. Now, Alistair, that's okay. a bad idea. <laughs> I just want you to know that. Okay, sure. But what about this? Yes. Uh, okay, a cafe. Yes. That's on a unicycle. Oh, okay, interesting. Right? And they only sell bananas. <laughs> Okay, but what about this? Okay, <laughs> with banana. <laughs> I mean, uh, okay, because you definitely could have you, you, you've had your uh, we've had your roller skate yeah. diners, right? People, ser- the 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 servers in the in the in the diner, they're coming bring the food to you on roller skates. Yeah, right. We haven't had that on many other forms of transport. Sure, and I think that's interesting. So okay, okay? I think like you know the razor scooters, yeah. the uh, people sliding in the pogo sticks. People sliding in on discarded banana peels. Yeah, I mean that's something. People, yeah. we haven't pe- had people falling to <laughs> your table. Yeah, right. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, yeah. It's. I've noticed that most people who serve me when I'm at a restaurant or you know at a cafe or something like that are not getting injured. Right, they're not careening out of control. Yeah. <laughs> and what do people love watching? Things like fail videos, fail videos, funniest home videos, mm-hmm. things like that. People, you know, some of the most genuine belly laughs that you will get in life are from watching somebody hurt themselves. Okay, we've got theater restaurants, yeah, right, and you know that's that's people putting on a show. They've written mm-hmm. some crap about dinosaurs and vampires, yeah. right, and that somehow on? tied into your your meal, your meal. experience, but. People, theatre is dead. Yeah, absolutely. Right? What is big now is real life mm-hmm. fail videos online, right? Yep. So this is a theatre restaurant experience where every, uh, it, where, it's, where it's all structured pratfalls, mm-hmm. right? Or maybe not even structured. Maybe it's genuine accidents yeah, taking they, place. They, they, <laughs> they, they, they sort of herd in at the back. They've just got mm. just, a, just a whole pen filled, of bu- filled with buffoons. Some are drunk. Some are just accident prone. Yes. On the way in, there's there's different things that they're handed. One set, some one person might be handed a baseball bat, and they set up a like they give you your plate of food, but then right. also a baseball bat, and then there's going to be a, a pinata. A pinata, yeah. or one person has is, has a skateboard and a chainsaw. Great. And they wheel them out, and they got your enchiladas. Yeah. 
There's a kid. He's got a football. His dad's up a ladder. Mm-hmm. What's going to happen? Yeah. There's, uh, you know, there's, there's sets of shelves and there's people driving little bumper cars around. Mm-hmm. Right? What's going to happen? I'm telling you what. The shelves, they're flimsy. <laughs> they're going to fall. They're going to fall. That's what we're suggesting. I'm sorry. I'm sorry if we didn't make it clear. A lot of the time, I just let the theater of the mind take over. But Yeah. Well, theater of the mind. That's yeah. not bad. No, that's what we can call <laughs> theater it. Theater restaurant of the mind. Now, that's where nothing really happens. And they, just, they just sort of describe stuff. And, oh, that's kind of like this podcast. Yeah, in a way. Um, if you're eating... While you're listening to this, you're engaging in some theatre restaurant of mine. So, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, because it's, it's, it's all the world's a stage and we're tr- just trying to compete with, th- we're, we're going where the eyes are. Where are the views? Mm-hmm. What do people want? You know that Dracula's restaurant, the theatre restaurant in Melbourne has just closed down. I've heard. Yeah, about a month ago. I right? know. Long running. It's been around for years and years and years. Now it's closed if- down because it can't compete it can't compete. And so what we're, we're going to open up a place mm. with, like, you know, uh, I think it would also be fair to have other, like, you know, don't just limit yourself to failed videos because I think it's it's going too niche that's going to, what about animal versus other type of animal videos as well? So, you yeah. know, like, there's nothing that would make me happier than to see a tiger versus a crocodile. While and you're having your entree. While you're having sort of, you know, uh, a couple of, a couple of, Proseccos. <laughs> Don't know what Prosecco is. It's just Italian sparkling wine. Oh, great. Well, now I know what Prosecco is. Yeah. Thank you, Alistair. I think it, I think it just uh, the Italian way probably has just a specific brewing method or whatever. But Imagine if I died just then, right, and it turned out that all that was keeping me alive was that, like, <laughs> secretly my purpose was to find out what Prosecco was. I didn't realise, and as soon as you told me, that's it. Do you think I'll be present Dead. when you die? Definitely. Oh. Definitely. Because I, you're always around when I'm my most stressed. <laughs> oh, Andy, don't do it to, to me in the next five years. And if that's okay. All, I, I'm, you're also always around when I jaywalk at that bit right near work. And that's I've, probably where I'm going to die. I've literally saved your life multiple times and you will never admit it. I'll never admit it and I'll proud. never say thank you. You're too proud. I've stopped you. I yell, Andy, stop! <laughs> and you look and you pretend like you knew there was a car coming. You don't know. I don't know and it makes me wonder how I've lived this long because you haven't always been around. Oh, but I have. Oh. <laughs> Andy, I'm your guardian angel. Anyway, we got to wrap this up. Um... Please come to our show. Yeah, our co- comedy festival show. This the year is 2018. If you're listening to this, um, and we've got a show on from March 28th to April 8th. There's ten shows. There's some nights in there that are not on. So yep. Book online. Try booking, but you can go on the comedyfestival.com.au website. Type in sketch. Type in Andy. Whatever into type the search in Alistair bar. Alistair with a D. Yeah, and then it'll come up, and then just buy tickets if you want. Yeah, there's there's a, there's a range of prices depending on who you are or how many pe- people you are. Yeah, right. we I've just fixed the thing where instead of getting fifteen dollars per ticket for a group ticket, you got all the tickets in the group for a total of fifteen dollars. Yeah. So somebody accidentally bought twenty four tickets when they were trying to buy six. Yeah, so that's not going to happen anymore. Yeah, and. Uh, 
And also, uh, you can get, follow get our Patreon. Yes. Patreon, where where um, people have been. Look, there's so many thanks to give. We're going to give more thanks in the next episode. Yes. Right. But I just wanted to say thank you to all those who have donated. Uh, and you can donate. And soon we're going to. I know. I think maybe after comedy festival, once we have some life soon again. To these things. No, no. Stuff's going to happen. Some stuff will happen eventually. We're going to try and record some extra episodes that are only for Patreon for things, supporters. Patreon supporters. Um, and we have to probably also do the. Do the and so also we love you. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. It's not optional. You have to do it. <laughs> we used to go easy on it, but now you have to. Yeah. yeah. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.